Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past i want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my now here's your host matt dennison it's indiana what i feel is the pinnacle the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball And hello, welcome in. Friday edition of the show, our last show of 2023 as we head into a long weekend and the New Year holiday coming up on Monday, which means great bowl football. There were some pretty good games. I know I complained uh, earlier this week or last week, I forget about some of these bowl games and how bad they were, but the the games have gotten better, I guess, as the competition gets better. And uh, yesterday, a pretty good day for bowl football. Today, Kentucky plays should be some interesting matchups. I do think Kentucky and Clemson will be an outstanding bowl football game today. And of course, tomorrow and over the weekend, working our way up to the college football playoff semifinals on Monday, which are going to be a great way to start 2024 with some wonderful college football. No question about that. But glad to have you with us today. Uh, good high school basketball this week as well. Some fantastic games at the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament on Thursday night. I think I'm going to check out the championship game tonight. Looking forward to that. We won't be able to broadcast, unfortunately, due to IU and Kennesaw State. But uh, definitely a, a good weekend of sports. A busy week, really, of sports. Indiana and Kennesaw State Tonight as the Hoosiers close out uh, their 23 portion of the schedule and get ready for Big Ten play. So we'll get into that some today as well. Indiana, I think a double-digit uh, favorite in the game tonight, which should be no surprise. And I think if you're an Indiana fan, you want to see this team blow away Kennesaw State and show that they are figuring things out here over the holiday break in advance of uh, getting into conference play because Indiana coming off of a really good game at home against Kansas, even though it was a loss, I, I thought they might blow away Moorhead State and the teams that they played last week and that wasn't necessarily the case especially that Moorhead State game it went all the way down to the wire and Indiana was very very fortunate I thought to even win that game so we'll see what happens tonight and if Indiana can close out non-conference with an exclamation point uh, will be interesting to see 502-414 is the uh, 1450 is the Thornton's text line again 502-414-1450 if you want to get involved with the show you want to ask a question you got a topic you'd like to bring up as long as it's reasonable we'll get it on the air 502 414 1450 again 502-414-1450 if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction right now at thornton's all 32 ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents you heard it right only 89 cents so come in today and grab a fountain drink from thornton's send me a text on the thornton's text line and today's show lineup a service of honey baked tam in new albany segment one we have our hoosier headlines a 
summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news coming up. We'll look at Kennesaw State, Indiana's opponent for tonight. We'll take a look at some of the high school basketball results from yesterday. Speaking of high school hoops, it was a tough day for the Jeffersonville Red Devils. Uh, they lost two games in one day at the Fishers Tournament, but they were playing really good competition, and we'll give you the rundown uh, on those coming up here in just a minute. Later in the hour, Dylan Wallace, former sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, just a great friend of the show. He's going to join us in segment two today as we preview IU Kennesaw State and really as we get ready for Big Ten Conference play. And then later in the show, Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star is with us. Kyle is going to be calling in from the Fishers Tournament today. So we'll get the latest and greatest on high school holiday tournament action in the state. We'll talk about Jeffersonville at Fishers uh, and a lot more coming up with Kyle a little bit later in the show today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Check them out today for a great lunch. They've got sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily and will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. So give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Let's get into our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. First off, Indiana and Kennesaw State tonight. Uh, a reminder, uh, might be a good night to listen on the Big X. Maybe, you, maybe you've got some New Year's activities tonight. Maybe you're going to be at a high school basketball game tonight. But it is a Big Ten Plus game. So you've got to have that Big Ten Plus membership, $9.95 for the month if you're going to watch this one as far as the television feed goes. But Kennesaw State is 9-4. and four. Their last game was a 79-70 loss at UNC Asheville on December 23rd before Christmas. Tonight's game tips off at 6 o'clock. Again, it's on Big Ten Plus. Indiana is 9-3 on the season, 2-0 in Big Ten Conference. And this is one of those games where you'd like to see some growth and some preparation for what's ahead for this team. Indiana, um, obviously the favorite tonight in a big way, but uh, this is a Kennesaw State team that is not bad. Uh, the uh, Owls, as the, the nickname of the Kennesaw State team, uh, took Xavier down to the wire last season in the NCAA tournament. They had a 26-7 and record last season. Now their head coach, Amir Abdur-Rahim, he left because of the success and took the South Florida job. And uh, Antone Petway, or Petway, excuse me, a name that should be familiar uh, in the world of college basketball, a longtime Alabama assistant. Uh, he took the Kennesaw State job. I think it's a pretty good job in the South as far as mid-major college basketball goes. But uh, interesting, Kennesaw State has four players in double figures. Uh, Simeon or Simeon Cottle. Uh, 16.5 points per game. He also is a good three-point shooter as well, but he leads the way. A number of guys uh, for this Kennesaw State to pay attention to, a number of different weapons. Obviously, if you've got four in double figures, it's a pretty balanced offense. So we'll see how this Indiana defense is prepared to handle that tonight. But I did see Jeff Goodman tweet earlier today 
that he can confirm Xavier Johnson will be out for the game. I think this is his seventh consecutive game uh, that he will have missed for Indiana. I don't think there's any real surprise there. I don't think Indiana would bring him back necessarily for Kennesaw State, even if he was ready to go. But it is going to be interesting to see as we get into the month of January and the Big Ten games start coming fast and furious uh, if uh, Xavier is, is able to come back and how serious this injury is. We don't have a lot of details, but obviously this is something, once again, that is keeping him uh, sidelined for Indiana. He has had a tough go of it when it comes to injuries and health uh, the last few seasons. There is no question about that. So we'll see when he's able to come back, but uh, definitely uh, sideline for now uh, for the Hoosiers. I know that Indiana also is going to have some key recruiting uh, play uh, targets on campus tonight. Uh, Braylon Mullins of Greenfield Central in-state guard in the class of 2025. I uh, had a chance to see him online play. Very, very quality player. Uh, interest, easy to see why Indiana, Purdue, and a lot of schools are really honing in on him, especially schools here in the state of Indiana, and in the Midwest. Also, Jaden Johnson, he's a six foot five player from Trinity High School across the river in Louisville. He's in the 2026 class, top 50 prospect. He's been to IU multiple times, and I believe Trinity is playing uh, in a holiday tournament or an event up at North Central High School. So kind of an easy uh, uh, trip for him to make uh, on maybe his way back to Louisville tonight uh, to watch that Indiana game. But he definitely is a local name to pay attention to. Evan Harrell, uh, don't know his name, but he's six foot seven and he's from Carmel, uh, is a oncoming uh, Division One prospect. And then Derek uh, Queen uh, is. This is not. He's not going to be at the Indiana game. He's going to be at the Maryland game on uh, Thursday evening, or I guess he was there last night with his mother. So just another note as far as college visits, which is a little surprising because. Queen expected to announce his decision sometime in the month of January. I know one of the last reports was no more visits, no more calls, but that is when I think he was in decision-making mode and thought maybe an announcement was coming sometime in the early signing period. But it was a little surprising for me to see that he was uh, at the Maryland game on Thursday night with his mother. So we'll see. There was a report yesterday we mentioned that uh, one of the national recruiting writers pegged Indiana as the favorite. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, but I know a lot of people paying attention to every move that Derek Queen makes. Uh, no question about that. Also tonight at the game, not a recruiting target, but Liam McNeely is going to be in Bloomington. Uh, this will be his first time on campus for a game. He was there back in September uh, the last couple of years, 23 and 22. McNeely so far this season, I think Indiana fans will like to hear this. He is 15 of 27 this season uh, in his uh, uh, uh league games, I guess. I don't know if that's all of his games or just the league that they play in of top high school basketball talent, but he's 15 of 27 uh, from three-point range in those games. So Liam McNeely will be on campus tonight. You can bet that Indiana fans will be excited to see him uh, there in attendance for that game tonight. Also, some high school basketball stuff last night. The uh, 63rd Silver Creek Holiday Tournament 
tipped off, and there were some outstanding games. The first game of the evening was uh, very close, really. Silver Creek 50-39 winners over Clarksville. Clarksville has really uh, began to figure out who they are. Levi Carmichael stepping in. We talked about him and all the coaches in the holiday tournament yesterday, but he's done a great job playing and doing what Clarksville needs to do to have a chance to be successful this year, and he kept the generals reasonably close uh, in that game. But Silver Creek went on to win by 11 uh, points after after uh, actually trailing 23-19 at halftime. So uh, we'll see Silver Creek move on to the championship game, Clarksville in the third place game. The second game last night uh, was really good. Back and forth, uh, Charlestown and Providence, uh, great matchup, and the Pirates showed that they can compete. Uh, they took Providence down to the wire. Providence able to get a 40-39, excuse me, 40-35 victory uh, last night in the second uh, semifinal game. Last night for Providence, senior guard Carter Lannon, he had five three-pointers. He scored a career-high 15 points to help Providence get to the holiday tournament championship game. So he was really the standout last night. But a very physical game, and uh, Providence wins, setting up a big-time Providence and Silver Creek matchup in the championship game of the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament tonight. So uh, should be a great game. I think there'll be a great crowd. It's the biggest high school matchup locally in the area tonight. The Silver Creek Tournament always brings out a lot of people during the holiday season. And uh, great games last night. No reason not to check out the consolation game at 6 between Charlestown and Clarksville. And then obviously the championship game to follow between Providence and Silver Creek. Again, should be an outstanding uh, finale tonight at Silver Creek in the holiday tournament championship game. Also, Henryville yesterday, they hosted the McKee Monk Invitational. Henryville came up just short in the uh, championship game last night. Uh, but uh, obviously, and that they lost to Springs Valley, a good Springs Valley team. 65-60 was the final score in that game. But a good four-team tournament uh, and a good challenge for Henryville. Aiden Head, who we've talked about some on this program, uh, he obviously led Henryville 25 points as his big year of scoring continues for the Hornets. But another holiday tournament locally I wanted to mention. Also, Jeffersonville, uh, the Red Devils with two losses in one day. They uh, got clipped by South Bend Riley, 60-58. Here's how this one played out generally. Uh, Jeffersonville scored, got a good look, and was able to score to take the lead. And then South Bend Riley hit basically a half-court shot at the buzzer. I think maybe it was a bank-in shot. I can't remember. Uh, but South Bend Riley goes on to win 60-58. That was the first round of the holiday tournament at Fishers. Then last night, I didn't think Jeff played very well. They got beat by Lawrence Central 70-64 in a game that uh, Jeffersonville could have easily won. In fact, they could easily have been 2-0 in that tournament uh, with just a couple small things yesterday. But a tough start for Jeff. And now they'll take on Evansville Bossy uh, in a consolation game today at 2 o'clock before they head back to Jeffersonville. The Devils, with this tough schedule and tough start to the year, they sit at 5-5 five and five on the season uh, headed into this game today against Evansville Bossy. And then after the Bossy game, next up it's New Albany and Jeffersonville at the Doghouse coming up one week from tonight. What a way to start the new year of high school basketball with a humongous rivalry game. And don't be fooled by that Jeffersonville record, whether they're 6-5 and five or 5-6 five and six 
headed into that New Albany game. That's uh, obviously a game where Jeff has a lot of talent and New Albany playing good basketball with a 7-2 and two record. But we will see that rivalry game to start the year on January 5th, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's a look at our headlines for this Friday edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Dylan Wallace will join us. We'll preview IU Kennesaw State, talk about the upcoming Big Ten season. And then Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star, he will join us from the Fishers Tournament. We'll get the scoop on Jeffersonville and a lot more still ahead on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday show. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dylan Wallace is with us now to preview the IU-Kennesaw State game. Dylan, former sports editor with the Seymour Tribune, a great friend of this show, still joins us Fridays to talk all things IU basketball and more. Dylan, lots of speculation, lots of questions, lots of antsy people here as we close out 2023 wanting to know what in the world the situation is with Xavier Johnson, when he's going to be back. And there, I guess, was some online speculation that maybe tonight would be the night, but I saw a tweet from Jeff Goodman earlier today. Uh, uh, Xavier Johnson's going to miss his seventh straight IU game tonight. Yeah, I saw that tweet as well. Um, I was a little disappointed. I was hoping tonight could possibly be the day he returns. You know, I think he he tweeted himself in the last week or so, you know, he'll be back soon. Um, you know, we got the little tidbit on the broadcast on BTN uh, during the last game. I can't remember who the two broadcasters were, but they saw Mike Woodson and Xavier Johnson shoot around and, you know, Mike Woodson said, when are you going to, when am I going to see you back out here? And X said in, in a week or so, and Woodson recounted with, you know, you've been saying that for the last two months. So, um, it just seems like it, it's taken a little longer than we all hoped it would. Um, you know, you're hoping that this last game, you know, Indiana thinks, okay, we don't need them, no need to risk any injury, and that, you know, the Indiana's going to take care of business tonight against Kennesaw State. And then you hope, you know, that January 3rd game or whatever it is at Nebraska, you get him back for conference play. Um, not sure. You know, every time it feels like he might be able to return, it just seems like he's not ready yet. And it's a little concerning, um, you know, because – and you got to feel for him. You know, obviously, I think he wants to play. He he clearly applied for that waiver after missing all of last year to want to be out on the floor. So it's really disappointing that he's had to sit out this long. Um, and you're hoping they get him back for Big Ten play. What's been unfortunate about not being able to have him in some of these games at the end of December is just more opportunity to, to gel and get some chemistry with these guys. This is still a really new team, especially for him, and he hasn't played that many games with them. So when he does come back, I think everyone would be excited to see him back on the floor. Um, but there's just going to be a lot more stuff to work out, and you would hope you could you would have been able to work it out at the end of December, so that when Big Ten play comes and you need to pick up wins and you can't stumble, you know, and can't afford to stumble in any of those games that you should win. Um, hopefully, having X back and and just gelling together that doesn't cause too much of issues. So 
Um, disappointed he's out tonight. Hopefully he'll be back for the Nebraska game. It seems like he's closer than than not to being able to come back. But, yeah, we're just kind of in the gray right now. We don't know a whole lot about it. Um, I mean, I don't think it's season-ending. I don't think it's season-ending, that's for sure. But, um, you know, hopefully he gets back on the floor soon because I think Indiana's going to need him. I know, you know, early on in the second half of Harvard when he went out, people were saying how they played better without him. But um, it's clear against some of these better teams, Indiana needs a player like him to be able to compete with them. So hopefully we get him back for the Nebraska game to start Big Ten play or at least early January for sure. Dylan Wallace with us talking IU and Xavier Johnson. Dylan, you mentioned the word gel as a team. Um, This is Indiana's last opportunity to do so in a non-conference format before the competition stiffens with Big Ten play the rest of the year. What are you still looking for from this IU team? And I guess that could be answered very simply with three-point shooting, uh, (laughs) but uh, maybe kind of break down things that, uh, at least a few things that you're still looking to see or looking to see more of from Indiana in these, uh, I don't want to call them exhibition games because that's not at all what they are, but in these non-conference games against lower-tier opponents. Yeah, I think number one, obviously, is three-point shooting, and I think we've, we've had a whole kind of week plus to sort of just reminate on some of the stuff that we saw in the North Alabama game. They hit all those three-pointers, looked really good. They finally beat a team by a sizable margin. I think they, they outdid their kind of analytic expectation for the game for the first time this year, so that was really nice to see. Um, so uh, another showing like that would definitely be positive for the fan base. You know, last year, Kennesaw State made the tournament. They gave Indiana some trouble at home. It was a game that Trace didn't play in. Um, So the Hoosiers really struggled to kind of pull away there. But this team's a little bit less than what last year's Kennesaw State team was. They have a new coach. They're not as good. Um, So Indiana should be able to hopefully outperform their expectation again for this game. I think the spread's around 13 points. So another kind of sizable double-digit margin victory would be nice. Um, So, yeah, three-point shooting is number one. I think continuing to move the ball as well. I think a lot of times earlier in the season, you know, we saw guys just drive into traffic, throw up shots around two to three guys, hope to get fouled, hope to get to the line, and it just didn't really look good. It didn't result in anything positive. And I think against North Alabama, this does go hand-in-hand with three-point shooting, is when you're moving the ball and you're swinging it side-to-side and you're driving and kicking and you're doing all this stuff – it just generates better shots and open looks, and a lot of that comes from three point, the three-point line. But some of it doesn't. You know, it could result in guys cutting, getting dunks, um, gutting back door, doing all this kind of stuff. So moving the ball and playing better together and just keeping that assist margin up, I think, is, is a positive for this team because when they just throw it into the post and, and it gets doubled and guys try to force things up and around, um, that's not great. And I, I also hope – you know, Khalil Ware kind of snaps out of some of the slumps he's been in. You know, he hasn't been great offensively as of late. He had to, you know, do a lot of minutes in that kind of Kansas-Moorhead State back-to-back that they had, uh, you know, about two and a half weeks ago. So seeing him kind of get back to where he was early in the season, especially offensively, I think him seeing the ball go in the basket a little more would be helpful. Um, so that, so that could, those are kind of the three major things that you hope to see from this team. So um, hopefully they just get another big confidence boost from this game and uh, can ride it into that first Big Ten game, which is a little bit of a bigger game than maybe we thought it would be. Nebraska's playing really well right now, and um, that, that could be, uh, I think it could be a quad one victory-ish if is able to go in there and win. So uh, big opportunity in conference play coming up, which is uh, huge for them. So just don't stumble tonight. Don't, don't play a game where fans have to be nervous uh, going down the stretch. Just you know, play like you did in North Alabama, get shots up, hit some shots down, feel confident, and uh, hopefully you can ride that into conference play. 
All right, Dylan Wallace with us talking IU Kennesaw State tonight. Dylan, this is a tough one for some IU fans because uh, Big Ten Plus and Peacock, uh, in addition to some of the normal television opportunities for Indiana in, in recent years, I know Big Ten Plus is not new where the Peacock deal is, but it's another subscription. It's another extra effort you've got to give in this busy time already to watch a game. So I know Indiana fans get super frustrated about the television stuff when it's not the Big Ten Network or national TV, and I get it. Yeah, but hopefully, you know, if you if you knew ahead of the season you wanted to see those first few exhibitions or maybe it was one of the first non-con games that you already subscribed to it and you didn't end it before the, the couple months flipped over and you, you still have it because this is the last one that you're needed for. So hopefully fans who, who wanted to tune in early in the season with, with Big Ten Plus kept the subscription and can just easily tune in and watch this one. Um, it is unfortunate this late into the season that you have to worry about stuff like that. You know, you hope at the beginning of the year you kind of have that all taken care of and you kind of know where all the games are going to be. Um, you know, usually Big Ten Plus is usually an exhibition game or two and then one of the early non-con games. So I get there's probably going to be some frustration that, wow, it's December you know, 29th and I can't watch the Hoosiers on, on normal TV. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a fun broadcast tonight. I don't know. I mean, so my the, the head of the sports media department at IU, where I went to, Galen Clavio, will be on the call. One of my classmates that I graduated with, Austin Render, will be uh, doing play-by-play with him. So uh, some two people that I know pretty well. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to tune in and listen. So hopefully people you know haven't been able to. Usually it's students who do it, but with students on break right now, uh, they're bringing in a, a pretty pretty A team here for this for this broadcast. So it could be a pretty enjoyable call for IU fans. Obviously, you can go down Fisher route as well and just listen on the radio. Um, but yeah, I think there's some good options here tonight. Uh, if if you don't have Big Ten Plus, maybe you can get it. It could be a fun broadcast with those guys calling it. So I'm excited to listen in. But uh, luckily, this is the last one, last Big Ten Plus game we'll have to worry about. And then uh, you know, if you don't have Peacock, I'd I'd get that because there's some big games for Indiana on Peacock this year. I know the Purdue game is one of them. I don't remember which one it is. It's either it's either the one in Bloomington or in in West Lafayette. But one of the Purdue games is on Peacock. So you have to pick that up too. I think inside the hall is a pretty good deal. It might be over with because I know you have Alex Bozich on Thursdays, but he had a deal that I that I used to subscribe that was only like twenty dollars for the whole year. So there's some deals out there. Hopefully fans can pick them up and, and watch IU on TV this year. All right, Dylan Wallace with us. Dylan, I uh, see that Derek Queen was at the Maryland game last night with his mother. There had just been a report a few days back that uh, he may be nearing a decision in the middle of January, and uh, one national analyst from Rivals even named Indiana potentially as the favorite to land Derek Queen, which would be huge to package Queen and McNeely together uh, in the same class. That said, should Indiana fans be concerned that uh, he was at the Maryland game last night, or is this just kind of a final? Final go of it. I think it's just he's just still doing his due diligence and and doing everything he needs to do, attending games. Um, so I wouldn't be too concerned. I I do feel like Indiana's still got a pretty good shot at him. Um, you know, I, I I think it's just wild that we we thought we would hear something really early, like a few months ago, and now it's kind of just extended out. So that means he really hasn't made up his mind. So there's still opportunities to go in and do stuff. Um, you know, he's from sort of around there, so it's not surprising that he's kind of going to some of these games. And I think, you know, Indiana's obviously had him in a few times as well. So um, I wouldn't be too bent out of shape about it yet. I think Indiana's still got a strong chance. Um, Hopefully we hear something soon, though, because that could be a really big deal for Indiana to get those two guys um, in that class. You know, they're teammates, so they come in with chemistry. 
it sort of feel like a Hood Chafino, Malik Renew type package coming in, you know, same area too. So um, that'd be really big for them if they can get Derek Queen, especially because, you know, they missed out on, on Boogie Flynn and some other guys already. But McNeely coming in, uh, man, it's, it's fun to watch what, some of the stuff he's been doing, how good of a shooter he is. Let's hope let's hope it stays. And Indiana feels like they've recruited good shooters before and it hasn't translated, but McNeely seems like his should translate. So um, I think he's doing his part too to try to get his teammate over to Bloomington as well. So um, I still think there's a pretty it's pretty open right now. Um, there's still some chances, so we'll see how it plays out, and hopefully we hear some stuff soon. All right, Dylan Wallace uh, talking IU basketball with us today. A lot of excitement about IU football, Dylan. We talked about, or I talked about this some earlier in the week. Uh, Coach Sig's style. Let's talk about it for just a minute. Uh, he's bold. He's fiery. Uh, it's a total change from the Tom Allen time as the head coach in Bloomington. What are your early thoughts? I, I know obviously things are going well with recruiting and the transfer portal. That that all typically happens when you get a new coach and you get some new fire uh, in there, firepower kind of excitement around the program. But uh, let's talk about Coach Sig, his personality, and who he is as a as a, a guy and some of the comment that he makes, what do, what do you make of it? You know, as someone who used to sit in the, the, the press conferences in, you know, 2018 to 2020 range with Indiana football. Um, and i now that I've gone and watched some of the clips from Signetti on YouTube, it, it's just so much different. The way he, he talks, the way he, he answers questions, the way he kind of carries himself, the confidence that he speaks with. Um, it's just, it's just a lot different. And I, I think it's rubbed some people the wrong way, um, not, not, not just outside people. I think some of the fans have kind of been like, whoa, what, what is this? I think it's, it's a little bit harder to get used to. Um, and I don't think he's being rude. I don't think he's being rude or dismissive of, of questions from the media or anything like that. I just think he's really confident, and he's, he's had a long track record of being able to build success with, with programs. And what he's doing right now and when he gets these questions about, you know, what's your pitch? How do you do this? He's just being straight up. Like, I win, and that's my pitch. And if you don't believe me, go look it up, you know. And I think it's been kind of refreshing because Indiana football hasn't had something like this in a long time. Um, and, you know, I can't really remember the last time outside of when Indiana plays in a bowl game, which hasn't been that often. Um, you know, we're talking about Indiana football so much, and it's December, you know. So I think that's in itself is a really good positive and everyone seems really excited. The coaching staff uh, with Signetti is very active and fun on social media. It's really engaging with the fans. The fans seem like they love it. So I think it's all been really positive. You know, obviously, if you if you turn around next year and you really struggle and barely win games, you know, it's probably going to backfire. And you're like, okay, you did all that talking but couldn't back it up. So, I mean, that, that's obviously still out in the open. But um, I've kind of liked it. I've liked kind of the brash attitude and just sort of being straightforward with everybody. Um, that's been really kind of fun and a, and a new kind of taste to see. I mean, I, I hear people were like, when he came out to their basketball game, it's like, oh, why would you poke the bear of Michigan and Ohio State? It's like, what are they going to do? Beat us like they've been doing anyways? Like, it doesn't really – like, it's not that big of a deal. I kind of like the, the attitude of coming coming out and saying, we're going to beat these teams and they suck. So, you know, it's it's been fun to, to kind of watch him do it. And um, I think, you know, I think, I think he's giving fans some confidence too. You know, you feel like what he's putting together with recruits – all the players they've gotten back from the portal that went in, the players they brought in, whether it's recruits or transfer guys, um, it seems like they have a plan in place. You know, they have a, a, a strategic, you know, plan of how they want to run this offense and defense, and that's just kind of refreshing. You know, any in the last year, or the last few years, we just didn't know what they're going to look like. Are they going to do a, a weird option 
team? Are they going to pass the ball? You know, so um, I think they have a plan in place, which is really fun. They're recruiting to that plan, and they're getting a lot of really talented players. So um, I've liked the attitude so far. It was a little bit of adjustment to get used to, but I've kind of liked it. I, it's refreshing. It's got fans excited, and you know, to be excited about Indiana football after a, what a four-win, three-win season in December. Um, that says a lot. So uh, hopefully it keeps going spring with spring and everything, and we're going to have a lot of fun to talk about this team going up into the fall. And you know, like I, like I've said, I think you know their their schedule is kind of tailored to starting out pretty well next year. So um, if they can get a nice little runway and get some momentum going, it could be a fun year with Sigdetti and Indiana football. Dylan Wallace with us on IU basketball and more. Dylan, have a great new year. Thanks for the run today, and uh, we'll talk in twenty twenty four. Yeah, sounds good. Happy New Year, guys. Thank you. All right, Dylan Wallace with us as we get ready for IU Kennesaw State tonight, 6 o'clock. Don Fisher has the call here on the Big X from the IU Network, and the pregame coverage begins around 5 o'clock if you want to tune in for that and get the latest on the starting lineup and maybe an update on Xavier Johnson. You never know. That will be something I'm sure that Fish will ask Coach Woodson about in their pregame chat. Also, I wanted to mention this. I, I failed to do so in the first segment. Last night, the Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton, who's had just a crazy good season. I know the Pacers have slid a little bit lately, but he had a career-high 20 assists last night. And the team that the Pacers played, the Bulls, they had 19 total assists across the team. He also had six threes. The Bulls, as a team, had seven threes. Again, Halliburton had six for the Pacers. So uh, the Bulls were ahead 93-90 with 7.51 left in the game. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton was reinserted, and the Pacers outscored Chicago 30-11 to close out the game. So, uh, wow, this Tyrese Halliburton, he is fun to watch. He is a stat machine, that is for sure, and he has had an outstanding year uh, for the Pacers. So I uh, saw that last night. That 20 assist uh, is what really caught my eye. Wow, that is just amazing last night. But he's had some other crazy stats this season as well, and obviously the Pacers, when they get it going, uh, they're fiery. They're good. Uh, they're fun to watch. And obviously getting to that NBA in-season tournament championship game against LeBron and the Lakers was a lot of fun to see and uh, kind of got some more buzz here in the southern part of the state about the Pacers and this crowded basketball scene we've got right now with all the college stuff going and uh, obviously high school stuff as well. But uh, yeah, Halliburton is fun to watch and it's going to be Interested to see if the Pacers can build around him and this team that they've got now for the future. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do this year. Playoff team, perhaps, or should be, I believe, and um, what what they can do beyond that in the next few years. But uh, he definitely is an outstanding talent of the future at the professional level, that's for sure. We'll head to a break. We're back with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star College at the Fishers tournament, he tells me. So we're going to start on Jeffersonville and get the scoop there on two tough losses for the Red Devils yesterday, including one that was a half-court shot at the buzzer. Uh, what a way to lose uh, to South Bend Riley. And then last night, Jeff dropped a game to Lawrence Central. So we'll catch up on high school hoops and holiday tournaments and a lot more coming up after the break. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Friday edition of program, final show of 2023 as we get ready for the new year. Uh, lots of bowl football on today and the next few days all the way obviously through Monday with the college football playoff semifinal bowl games. Uh, so get ready for some football this weekend. IU basketball tonight and lots of great holiday hoops going on at the high school level across the state of Indiana. We went through the Silver Creek tournament uh, first night earlier and uh, really excited about Providence and Silver Creek tonight in that championship game. And then Jeffersonville with really two tough losses yesterday, a half-court buzzer beater. They were clipped by South Bend Riley, 60-58 earlier in the day yesterday. Then last night, a 70-64 loss to Lawrence Central. And all that action is taking place at the Fishers Tournament, and that's where Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star is at right now. Kyle, and glad you're getting to enjoy some holiday hoops here to close out the uh, 2023 year. Yeah, no shortage of games to uh, see. I think I, I'd have to go back and count them all up and uh, see where we're at after tomorrow. But, uh, but yeah, good game going on here. It's uh, 61-54 uh, Chesterton over South Bend Riley with about a minute left. So uh, this is one of the semifinal games. You mentioned uh, Riley beat uh, Jeffersonville on that uh, last-second shot by Peyton Baird yesterday. I wasn't here for that. I was over at North Central, but uh, I did see that one, and a uh, tough way for Jeff to lose uh, that one. But Riley's a really good team. I mean, they're, uh, I've seen them a couple times now. They were in the Kokomo tournament as well, and uh, seeing them here today, they really get after you and pressure and uh, kind of uh, similar to Jeffersonville in a lot of ways. So uh, good to see them. And Chesterton here today is uh, playing really well. Uh, Tyler Parrish, you probably remember him from uh, Junior All-Stars last year, and Justin Sims, uh, they're two seniors, both really good players. And otherwise, other than that, they're very young, but uh, two really good seniors on this Chesterton team. Kyle Dedder of Indianapolis Star, thanks for the rundown. Wish I was there uh, with you watching some of the games. Did you get a chance to see Jeffersonville at all yesterday, or will you see them later today, or were you at another tournament yesterday? I was over at North Central yesterday. I did get a chance to see them and wrote a little bit on them. Uh, I was at the Kokomo tournament. Uh, they played over there and uh, was really impressed. Uh, they won the game I was at the first day of the tournament. And uh, uh, I know they got beat in the championship game, obviously. But uh, really, I, you know, they they were right in there with the, the top teams, I thought. That was that Kokomo tournament's always a good one. And, you know, really thought P.J. Douglas played well, especially. And then uh, – uh, Michael Cooper had a huge game uh, also. So, And Trey Singleton obviously gives you some size and, and a lot of, in the interior there. So they're very well-rounded. I, I think their record's probably going to be uh, misleading. You know, once we get to, you know, later in the seat, you know, in the tournament, they're going to have a few losses on their ledger. But uh, I think they're going to – all these games they're playing against the, some of the better teams in 4A, that's going to end up helping them. I think in the long run, I actually talked to Sean Wilkerson about that a little bit uh, at Kokomo, and, you know, he said it's kind of a, a litmus test for us to, to come up here and play these teams and, you know, have this opportunity uh, to get in these tournaments, and, you know, I think it'll only make them better, you know, once they, like I said, once they get into a little bit deeper in the season, and, 
as I'm talking here, Tyler Parrish just threw another dunk down for Chesterton. But, uh, but yeah, I was really impressed with Jefferson. I, I thought, uh, you know, I think they're, I think they're going to be a handful uh, for anybody. It's kind of, you know, when you look at it, I think Southern Indiana is a little bit wide open in, in 4A, and, and that half of the bracket uh, to some extent as well. So, you know, there's some opportunity there in a year where, you know, there's a lot of teams rebuilding or reloading and, you know, some maybe compared to last year, just a lot more question marks uh, as far as who the top teams are. So uh, I think it's that type of a, a year where, you know, with some veteran guys, and they're going to be veteran next year, uh, even more so. Uh, but I, I really like that team. I've been watching them play uh, last week at Kokomo. And hopefully here yeah. today I get to see them play again. Yeah, definitely. Five and five is where they sit right now. I think it'd be hard to find a team – uh, that's got more talent and could still have the type of season I think Jeff could have with that type of record at this point. Kyle Nedrip, Indianapolis Star, our guest. Kyle, I know that you were at North Central yesterday. I mentioned today that uh, Jaden Johnson of Louisville Trinity, who was I believe they were at North Central yesterday, uh, will be at yeah. the Indiana game tonight as a visitor. He's in the class of 2026, so still a youngster. Don't know a lot about him. Did you get a chance to see Johnson and Trinity play yesterday? I sure did, yeah. So they were the last game last night at North Central, and uh, North Central ended up winning. That was probably the best game over there uh, yesterday. Uh, it was 52-50 uh, final score, and North Central hit a three with about 15 seconds left to uh, win that game. Jackson Bell, who's a really good player for North Central, uh, hit that three. But I thought Johnson, you know, he had a tip in. I don't know how he got to it. He kind of reached behind him and uh, and tipped it in off the glass, and it, that kind of just showed his – uh, athleticism and you know he's sort of a bigger body type of guy he's uh you know a, a really kind of an old school type of player in some ways i would say and uh but is athletic he can score he's got really good balance um you know just just sort of a, a really good all-around player i think he ended up 17 uh maybe 17 points and five rebounds something in that neighborhood and maybe eight rebounds it might, might be short changing him there but uh but yeah i didn't know much about him either and uh enjoyed watching him play and, and uh that Trinity team's pretty good so you know I was talking to uh uh North Central guys last night that was a good win for them and the game they've been looking forward to. Uh but that I think Trinity's eight and three maybe on the year and uh but yeah Johnson really good. They've got a senior player who's a good good player as well. Uh so yeah I was I was uh I think he's a top fifty type recruit and uh, certainly showed why last night watching him play. Kyle Nedrip, Indianapolis Star, with us on this Friday edition of the show. Uh, I'm envious of you, man. North Central yesterday, Fishers today. Uh, you were at Kokomo last week. You've really used this holiday time to, to get a chance to look around the state and see what all's going on. Yeah, and I was actually at Newcastle uh, Wednesday. I lose track of the days here. Just got out there to see uh, a couple teams play. Triton Central, uh, where Mark James is now. And then uh, Decatur Central, who I hadn't seen yet uh, locally, Decatur ended up winning that tournament over Newcastle. And, uh, yeah, I mean, one of the games there, I just sat and talked to uh, Doug Mitchell, who I hadn't seen in a while. And, you know, that's kind of the fun of holiday tournaments, too, is you run into a lot of people that, you know, maybe you haven't seen in a while or you don't get a chance to see. Uh, maybe just when you're out covering a game on Friday night, you're just kind of sitting around and enjoying the uh, hospitality room and, uh, and talking to people. So, it's been uh, it's been fun to do some of that uh, this this week as well and and last week and uh, but yeah it's it's a lot of fun just see a lot of different teams from from all areas of the state uh, bouncing around from place to place and I'll probably be here most of the day 
uh, at Fishers and then tomorrow over at Newcastle for the Hall of Fame. So uh, hard to beat. Uh, if you're a high school basketball junkie, it's a, it's a good place to be. Any insight for Brownstown if uh, uh, Benter is going to be back, the Purdue commitment, is he expected to be back in the lineup for the Hall of Fame Classic? I haven't heard for sure. Um, I would I would assume obviously they'll do everything they can to get him in there, uh, and I hope for the sake of the you know the, the fans who go and uh, you know and even you know wh- whoever is is there to just see good games and doesn't have any rooting interest. I certainly hope he is going to be able to play. That's it was kind of a downer when they came up uh, earlier in the season uh, to uh, South or, uh, to uh, Brownsburg for the uh, uh, secret for Santa. And he wasn't able to go. They're a really good team. Even, even I know you know people may have the wrong impression of that team, where it's uh, Jack Benner. It is led by him, but they've got some really good players even without him. But uh, obviously, if you're going to go into that tournament and win it, uh, and I think they could win it if he's if he's if he's able to go. Uh, so I I haven't heard for sure. I hope he's able to play, and I guess we'll uh, find out for sure tomorrow. Kyle Nedrip, Indianapolis Star. Kyle, we'll let you get back to the games there. Hope you get a chance to see Coach Wilkerson and the Devils a little bit later this afternoon. But thanks for your time. Thanks for always your time on Friday. Happy New Year, and we'll look forward to continuing this into January. And before you know it, it'll be time for the sectionals. Absolutely. Fun time of year, and it only gets more fun from here. So I appreciate you uh, having me on, Matt. Absolutely. Kyle Nedrip, the guy when it comes to high school basketball in our state with the Indianapolis Star. That's going to wrap things up for our Friday program. Don't forget IU tonight. Tip-off is 6 o'clock. The Hoosiers and Kennesaw State to close out non-conference play. And if you miss uh, any of our live shows, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. But uh, get out tonight. Uh, if you're not going to uh, be committed to the IU game or don't have Big Ten Plus, get out to a high school game. Check out Silver Creek. Should be a great holiday tournament championship tonight between the Dragons and the Pioneers. So check that out uh, for sure. Should be a lot of fun. Have a great Friday. Please have a safe and happy New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And we'll be back with you next week on Tuesday as we open up the 2024 year of broadcasting. I think we're approaching somewhere around 10 or so years of doing this show, which is amazing uh, that we've been able to do this uh, most weekdays at uh, 11 o'clock for that many years. So it's outstanding to continue our our show with you guys. Thanks for all the support over the years. But a great year in 2023 of sports here locally, and we'll talk all about it as we take you through 2024 here in just a few short days. Happy New Year. Back with you Tuesday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Mm-hmm.